Hello, I'm Jonathan Mast, and welcome to this edition of the Cedric Podcast. I have two great guests with me today, Darren Miller, National Marine Manager, and Mark Schuling, Marine Manager for the Netherlands. Uh, gentlemen, thank you both for joining me today. Thank you, Jonathan, for inviting us to this Cedric Global Marine Podcast. As far as I know, it's the first global podcast recorded ever so i'm very excited to be part of it and in addition it's a ayumi special darren let's let's kick it over to you first so we're going to have marine experts from around the world gathering at ayumi 22 and and they're the theme for the conference is adapting to a world in transition and we know at sedgwick our you know our theme this year has been view for 22 expanding the view and and when you think about the marine world what does that mean to you, particularly in Sedgwick in the the marine industry. Yeah, well, so as far as the world in transition, and we we obviously are. Um, you know, we're seeing a, a huge push um, to into renewable energies like we've never seen before. So, from that aspect, in the marine side, you're gonna you're gonna see not only the fact that there's gonna be more cargo being shipped to to be able to scale up. The production of the renewables, you know, between um, solar and wind farms, you know, the, the um, but you're also going to see possibly um, as we wean off of the uh, the fossil fuels, there's going to be less shipping of uh, of oil and gas type machinery, um, refinery, uh, construction equipment, things like that. So there is going to be a transition from from one side to the other, um, and so that that's you know. One thing you're also going to see a uh, a renewed focus on um, how certain things are being shipped, it's especially with you know with renewables. There's a lot of battery usage, and so as as that plays out, I know there's a lot of talk about how batteries are being shipped and being stored. Um, so so that's I think going to be a a big part of the conference, um, and then also um, you know we are transitioning out of this COVID phase that we've dealt with for, you know, roughly you know, three years and uh, three plus years. And so now how do we, you know, get back to this, I guess, more or less new normal? Um, you're still seeing some labor shortages, uh, especially in the U.S. with truckers. So you're still having delays, but it's not as prevalent as it was, say, a year or two ago. Um, but there is still um, how do we get back into a more timely shipping practice, um, you know, and how do we deal with um, challenges that, that we faced from three years ago? How do we learn from it and hopefully not have to deal with it as uh, as we did in the past? So, Mark, uh, turning to you, uh, what other cargo concerns are you keeping a close eye on as we close out 2022 and even start to look at 2023? Thank you. It's a good question. What we have seen is supply chain issues across the world. Supply chain issues are like a domino effect. If freight is delayed, that means that the time scheduled for inland tr- transit is wrong. Freight were to be rescheduled, put in other vessels, or even had to put on a mi- different mode of transport. Companies even sometimes had to put their items in a temporary warehouse or had to perform additional handling. And as we all know, as marine surveyors, additional handling might cause to additional or losses. Before COVID, company just relied on a constant 
flow of their supply chain. What we have seen now is what impact it has if this supply chain is interrupted. The best example to me are the computer chips. The lack of chips impacted almost the entire industry. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense and, and definitely a very key point. And, and Darren, you mentioned it a little bit as well, but, you know, as, as we look at the future, uh, regards to fuel and potential green energy sources, uh, you know, where, where does that sit as far as developments and what should people be thinking about? You know, one of the things that I, a lot of people don't think about is how much these uh, these cargo ships, you know, how much pollution they they, in, uh, they actually produce. And so, you know, going back to the world of transition, there is actually a transition of trying to wean off of these fossil fuel burning vessels into a more, you know, carbon neutral type uh, vessel. And uh, it's a combination of solar and, and wind. Um, there's, I mean, we're still years away from that actually occurring, but they're, you know, because they'd be very slow right now with the technology we have. Um, but these, these vessels, they produce about 3% of all the greenhouse emissions, um, in the world. So one of these container ships, um, produce about as much as 50 million cars, um, produces, um, in regards to, to the carbon footprint. Um, so, if you have 15 of these ships in a year, they produce about the same amount as all the cars in the world do in the same amount of time. So as we look forward, they're, they're definitely, if we're trying to make an impact globally, these vessels and the, 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 you know, the, the pollution that they produce, we have to address it some way if we're actually going to make an impact. And, you know, I think it's 2050 that the shipping industry is going to try to be carbon neutral. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, um, but, I mean, we're still, you know, 28 years away. Um, and then outside of that, you're looking at um, as, you know, just in the world perspective as we try to get into a more carbon neutral uh, world, uh, you know, there's going to have to be a combination either between fossil fuel and, uh, and these renewables um, or even nuclear uh, because I don't think the renewables right now as we stand are um, as efficient as necessary to be able to just live off of those. So, you know, those are things that we're going to have to deal with going forward as far as trying to figure out an efficient way and, and the most environmentally eco-friendly way to uh, to produce energy. Um, as well, those are, those are some pretty stunning numbers when you talk about the equivalent uh, to how many cars. So certainly – Something that's going to have to be pressing forward, and and then when we talk about transition and adapting, you know, to to that world of of transition, Mark, I know one thing that that we talk about a lot is our technology, and Cedric has a marine app that's that's pretty pretty cool, and if he could tell our audience a little bit more about how we're using that app, what that means for the marine industry, and you know, some highlights there, that'd be great. Our marine app is a great tool with features functionality like assigning a claim or allocating a surveyor. The app can be downloaded in the Google Play Store or the App Store. As far as I know, we are with Cedric Global Marine the first one providing such an app to the market. The app is updated frequently based on the latest information provided by our offices across the world. If you assign a claim via the app, 
it will be routed to one of our marine hubs and we will assist you to handle your claim. Talking about technology, we're also looking at digital reporting, the use of drones, video reporting to fulfill the needs of our clients. The world is moving and so we are. Mark and Darren, this question really is for both of you, but what other cargo concerns are you keeping a close eye on as we close out 2022 and we start looking into next year? Um, what we see is that there is a, a true uh, container shortage across the world and people are trying different ways to, to move their goods. Uh, what we see is an increase of um, um, ship, exam, for example, loaded with, with, with plywood or with wood instead of containers. And um, that is actually causing an increase of damages because in the past, um, bulk shipping was carried out, but it was changed to containers to reduce the amount of, of, uh, of, of losses. And uh, people are now looking for, uh, for going back, let's say, in the old-fashioned way and using uh, bulk, uh, bulk ships again. Yeah, and in that process, they're not really set up to, to do that. So you're having these companies that are having to learn more or less um, on the fly on how they, they've packaged this product for containerized shipment. Now they still ship, they're still shipping this stuff packaged for containers, but it's being put into a, a cargo hold and being stacked and being, you know, and, and it's, in, it's going through various rigors uh, that they normally wouldn't have to to sustain. So that these things aren't packaged, we say properly, uh, for for break bulk shipment where they would have been completely fine in a container. So now once they arrive at the port of destination, there's there's going to be claims for for damages due to shifting in stow or just maybe even normal handling by the stevedores as they discharge or or when they loaded the cargo. So. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be a, a thing that we'll see for, for the foreseeable future is, uh, until the, you know, we, we get back to a, a normal supply of containers. But that, you know, I don't even know when that would be. What we see is a container shortage across the world. We see in the various ports of Europe that older ships are used again to ship crews across the world. Um, sometimes even these ships are less maintained which might cause damage to the cargo carried. We also see that goods that were previously loaded into containers are now being loaded into bulk carriers again. For example, plywood in the 90s was shipped in bulk carriers, but due to the fact that many damages occurred, the suppliers altered their mode of transport and loaded the plywood into containers. But now, due to the lack of containers, they have to go back to bulk carriers again. And what we see is the same damages which occurred in the the 19th or let's say early 2000s. Um, we see them ha- happening again. In addition to that, uh, what we see is that the number of uh, vessels available is decreasing. There's a shortage of, of, of vessels. In addition to that, the freight charges are increasing which finally impacts the the cargo or the value of the cargo. Well, as we get ready to actually approach and and talk about being at the conference, and I know we're sending, you know, a lot of our subject matter experts, when you think about being there, uh, what 
what can you expect or what can attendees expect to uh, to visit with our Cedric experts? Uh, if you both want to chime in on on what things people might want to talk about, what you're ready to uh, you know to to take that to the next level as far as conversation. So yeah, we we, well, we love talking to people. Uh, stop by our booth and let them know about you know all the services uh, that we have to offer. You know we're we're unique um, when it comes to uh, marine surveying because we have such a large um, global footprint. Um, we we service just about every major port through the world. We have uh, over 225 marine personnel um, across the globe. And then, you know, in, in the U.S. specifically, we're kind of what we consider like a one-stop shop where we handle just about everything in-house um, as far as, you know, we do the surveys, we can do the adjusting, we can do the, the loss recovery. And then we actually have, you know, um, auxiliary services such as uh, forensic accountants. Uh, we have forensic engineers. So um, that that's where we can position ourselves for our clients. Uh, with our, our reach and, and strength uh, to be a, a, just a, a very convenient and uh, most of the time a very cost-efficient uh, way of handling uh, claims. And, Mark, anything you want to add? I'm very excited to, to be at the IUMI 2022 in Chicago. It has been a while. Uh, I'm very looking forward to meet our clients and to understand um, what's going on in the world, what their thoughts are, where are we? And I would like to invite all the listeners to stop by at our booth, meet our team, and let's have a great time. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great event, and again, exciting to have people uh, being back together, sharing ideas, and I know Cedric's going to bring an extremely strong presence, so we encourage everyone to come by the booth. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, great things going on there, so please be sure and say hello to our team and Darren and Mark. I uh, appreciate you giving us your time today and uh, wish you guys a great IUNI 22 conference.